You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another edition of Drinks with Johnny. How's it going today, Sam? I got Sam the Hawk Hawkins uh, co-hosting again with me today. Brandon will not be joining us, though, unfortunately. We're recording a little late tonight, huh? Uh, I'm doing good. The kids are getting off to bed. I'm ready for a little adult time here with my buddy here. And uh... <laughs> That sounds so bad. You can't say that about your, bu- your buddy, dude. You got a little adult time with my dude here. <laughs> Just me and Johnny, one-on-one. <laughs> He's got his glass of wine. Yeah, my fancy glass of white wine ready to go. Oh, nice. You get Frankie down today? Mm. Yeah, he actually fell asleep watching the Laker game. We are recording oh, on Monday sense. when the Lakers just got swept, so I a, if you can see the tears in my eyes right now, it's a little moist around my eyes. Um, that's actually not be, it's, it's actually not from the Laker game. I actually got a bit of an eye infection while I was out in, in Orlando, so I've been uh, putting uh, cream in there. So that's oh, why people. my eyes look like that. Isn't that awesome? I think uh, Sinister Gates might have farted on your pillow. Gave you a little <laughs> eye. I don't know. Yeah, it's probably something like that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Son yeah. of a bitch. So tonight we got a. Uh, we're talking to uh, an old friend of yours, yeah. Jinx from Black Veil Brides. That's right. Uh, last time uh, we saw him was uh, was it last year? We saw the the trio of terror is that what they called it yeah the trio um, of terror at the hollywood palladium i actually funny enough i ran into uh jose mangan and uh kitty babs while i was out in florida in, in daytona we did a serious xm interview with uh jose katie was there and uh i was like hey it's good to see you again so you remember seeing me huh and i was like yeah i know i was pretty messed up that night i was uh that was bef- before i took my six months off so it had to have been at least a year ago now so I think that was one of your last hurrahs. It was. It was. I went a little big that night, and, uh, you know. But I pulled it together to say goodbye to the BVB guys. And Jinx yeah. reached out later, and apparently on a... Did he DM on Drinks with Johnny? He did. That was a nice surprise. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, and he's got a movie. Uh, he, he's uh, in the process of funding, and I'm really curious about hearing a little bit more about that, making a little switch over to uh, the film side yeah. of things it's it called inhabitants yeah well, uh, i wonder i mean i know it's a horror movie called inhabitants uh that's about as far as i know i i i, I like the uh the unknown of this uh this show these days where i i don't really know what uh what he's what he how he's involved in this rather is he producing is he directing do you know i do know but you know what we should get it from the horse's mouth all right uh you know because you know what? i fed you all these you know, not fed. That's that's a bad word. Uh, we we uh, adult we, time with my dude feeding him all these things. <laughs> <laughs> this thing is getting really homoerotic right here. Yeah, that's all right. Not that there's that's anything right. wrong with that. Not that there's no. anything wrong with that. As I did said in Seinfeld, great episode. Yeah. Uh, no, and then uh, they also got. Uh, I see that they had a, a single come out uh, February twenty second, which is uh, actually my father's birthday. So. Oh. Yeah special time yeah but yeah and uh doing a little behind the the scenes this is two in in one i you've done these before i've never had back to back 
So oh, that's right. Yeah, because this is the first se- this is the first time you're actually co-hosting. And yeah. usually, even when you're around, like you only have time to be there for one of the episodes during the day. I've done as many as three in a day, I think. Well, that's business as usual, just as interviews and such. You've done yeah. that before. You're used to just talking to a bunch. I, meanwhile, in between ours, I walk around the block and I just think about all the things I said. I was like, oh, why did I bring that up on the line? <laughs> oh, dude, you can't. Yeah, you'll, you'll get over that real fast. You can't. You, you got to have a short term memory with these things, you know? Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've never I've never done long term or a long, long format, rather uh, interviews back to back, even being on the other side of the mic, you know? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's not well. The good thing yeah. about these, they're more friend like talking to friends. It's not like you're, yeah, going to work or whatever. You know, this is this is more fun time hanging Absolutely. with my boy, <laughs> <laughs> adult time. Adult I'm definitely time. gonna put on like some music in the background there, little oh, adult like time it. for sure. <laughs> yeah, what else is new? You got some trivia for me while we're waiting for uh, Jinx to hop on here? Anything, anything uh, tickling your fancy this week? So, uh. Yeah, so I got a. I do have. Uh, we had a big conversation last week or two two weeks ago that you and Brandon gave me a hard time for the list that I brought up of uh, top grossing horror movies. Yes, yes, awful list, awful list. But awful compared to what? I mean, they were true. It just didn't follow the rule parameters that you were looking for. So yeah, I no, went I ahead. Mean, it's like horror movies. There was there was some on there that like I didn't consider horror movies. There was also ones that, like top grossing. We talking about first week sales. We talking about over time. Like the fact that like Halloween, uh, Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare on Elm Street, all three weren't on this list. Anything involving horror. Maybe you leave one of them off the list. Maybe, but those are the, those are like the all-time greatest horror movies of all time. So to leave them off the list, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Also, I thought about this. I was watching. Oh, the, you're gonna love this. I was watching this uh, documentary the other day on the on a, the airplane called uh, Jurassic Punk, and it's about the guy uh, Steve Williams, who was like the original creator at ILM, um, uh, doing all the the first CG stuff ever for the abyss with james for james cameron terminator 2 for james cameron eventually uh jurassic park and other things and uh he didn't get the credit you know according to this documentary you know they follow his life a little bit more um but anyways i bring up we'll get back to that but i bring it all up because i was watching direct there was clips of jurassic park and i was like well why isn't this considered a horror movie on that list it should have been considered a horror movie which i guarantee you is a higher higher grossing than most of those other ones it's got to be, it would, it would have to be top three, may, at least top two competing with Jaws. It had to, it would have to. Well, I think that, you know, you bring up a great point. There is a lot of scares or a lot of like the Tyrannosaurus Rex with the water. It's and as all, scary like as the, Jaws I, is. It's as much of horror movies as Jaws is. Or, or it, if you go aliens, I mean, it's just, it's sci-fi is what it is, right? Yeah. It's science fiction. Um, so you are correct. This list I found is top grossing horror franchises. So, so this isn't going to be a one off. This okay. is going to be collective which you said and I and I verified I don't know if you'll agree with all of them but I'm it sure does hits it does <laughs> <laughs> But I wouldn't agree with it even if it was true. You know, just to be honest, like I'm an old head so and stubborn. So like yeah. if if it doesn't fit with in my parameters, it's fuck you, you know. But. Well, I like I found all these reputable ones for the last one, and this one I had to go to Wikipedia. So here you go. You get Wikipedia. Now I have heard Wikipedia's gotten better over the years. Like I remember like, I when it first came out, like it, 
anyone could type in the information that was never fact checked. But uh, yeah, apparently they've gotten better over the years over there at Wikipedia. But I, we'll see, we'll see. So, anyways, back to this because I really think you're you're gonna be interested in yeah, uh, Steve Williams. Um, he worked with uh, he worked with the entire team on all these movies, all doing the special effects, right? And the head guy was someone that had already won multiple Oscars uh, doing the stop and go motion stuff with Star Wars and Lucas Films and stuff. And uh, they originally hired uh, Steve Williams over at ILM. Uh, uh, what is it? I, whatever the, the is ILM. Is. Sorry to interrupt you. Is I don't. I'm not familiar with ILM. Is that just like a production company? What is that? It's a graphic designing company. So okay. and they started and they they were the ones that first started doing the the CG for all these big massive movies. Um, okay, now I'm putting it up. Okay. And uh, I can't remember what the abbreviation is. That's why I'm just going with ILM because it's easier to remember. Sounds good. I just saw the movie one time, and I don't don't expect me to be an expert on all this. But um, the guy was he met up with this other other dude. They were the same age. They vibed off. I can't remember what record, but it was like a, it was like an Alice Cooper record. And they both like were listening to it when they first walked into the room together in the, in the 80s. And he's like, that's the first record I ever listened to. So that's the first record I ever listened to. And they immediately hit it off. They go, they go off. They go kind of renegade like in, within the company. They're the kind of crazy guys that like drink and smoke and do like all this shit, you know. And but they're also the ones that are pushing the boundaries, right, of, of what CG can do. Like up until that point, you had like weird weird kind of s- silly looking stuff like lawnmower man and, and things, things of that oh. nature. And th- th- they were the ones that first were able to do, if you remember the movie, the abyss where the yeah. water comes up and there's an actual face in the water. Yeah. That was crazy back in the day. Yeah. And that was James Cameron's uh, imagination. Right. Um, but, and, but he made a whole movie. They, they, they make the point that they, he made a whole movie. And if that scene didn't work with CG, with CG, he could just he could just pull the movie back or just take that out out and it would still be the movie. Now moving forward, they were gonna attempt uh, the T one thousand in Terminator two. James Cameron had imagined that, and they're like, okay, cool. Now we get to make we got to figure out how to make this thing actually move, go back and forth between human and everything. Super super interesting. Remind me at the end of this episode to bring it all back there because uh, we got Jinx on the line right now. Let's bring him in. Beautiful, it's not Jake Bowie. I said Jinx. Oh, I know it's not Jake. There he is. Jesus. <laughs> he said it quit. Are you there, Jinx? He hasn't showed up yet. I think you just ins- you insulted him right off the bat, Sam. He's not coming in now. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> it just takes a second sometimes. I'm sure he's coming in here. Yeah. yeah you know, talking about that, uh, Karen and I watched, uh, there was this Jim Henson, like, reality show, and it was actually really cool because they had all the puppeteers or whatever who they would give challenges and they'd have to come in and and uh and complete all these things and a lot of them were horror based and uh and jinx is here now can he jinx is oh, here. He, he's here he's working the same technical difficulties we had yeah yeah, yeah so yeah let's that's while we're waiting for while we're waiting for jinx we'll continue this conversation he's had a little t- technical difficulties i'll cut a little bit out of that but Let's let it roll because I still want to talk about these movie things. Like you were talking, I was talking about the Jurassic Punk with the CG, and it made you think of uh, Jim Henson thing. Yeah, so Jim Henson had a uh, his son has taken over. I, I forget his name, uh, John Henson or something. John, I think it's John. Uh, uh, yeah, and he's one of the judges, and they bring in these celebrity judges, and each task is to create. Uh, 
a scene or a different challenge of it and just watching how quick they can move and making all these special effects and they had stages and the way they can make things hide and stuff and it was it kind of was cool because as a fan of like labyrinth and you know dark crystal and all that stuff to see how they do that stuff on the back end it's mm -hmm. just it's really cool so anyway as it goes back to the steve williams guy it's got, it's like very interesting how he was like this renegade as a it, so when it came to jurassic park uh the the main graphic designer who kind of got the credit for all these movies that he got the credit for uh the abyss and he got the credit for terminator 2 and at this point steve is starting to feel a little a little slighted and not and not cool with it he doesn't deal with the politics of hollywood very well um so then they are about to do jurassic park and it was going to be far away shots were going to be the cg created by steve and that and that group um, which was a group of about 15 to 20 people, apparently. So it's not like Steve was just pissed it was them. Oh, he's coming back again. Well, when, it, when they do it, is it, do you think he was partying too much or do they just paint this picture that he's just getting slighted completely? It seems like it was, the, the picture they're painting is that he's getting slighted the whole time. They bring in the, the party in later on and it became a problem and at, by the end of the of the documentary he's like eight months sober and stuff because he this is years past obviously right and he's still drinking and you know it's not a good scene but um yeah there's a lot of other stuff going on there but james are you in yo hey can you hear me now i can hear you yeah. now but can you, you uh turn your thing uh sideways there for the purpose yeah. of vid right yep. on dude there we go hey sorry about that i was having some computer issues too apparently i yeah. didn't realize so yeah. Do you have any more light by chance? You're pretty dark there. In yeah. The there. Am I dark in here? Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Give me a second here. Um, I can just, just rotate. Wanna, we just want to see your pretty face, Jinx. We just want to make sure. Oh, thanks, buddy. <laughs> yeah. So. I see those Kerrang awards up there. I can do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a good thing I have. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Good you just want to show off your room. That's all. Yeah, that's is. a lot of Kerrang awards <laughs> right there. That is a no, lot of No, I swear. Awards. I swear. I'll tell you what. Let's do it this way. Um, my apologies, guys. No, no, no. You're all good. All good I, I had my computer running hot all day, and and then all of a sudden decided, no, we're not going to work right now. So yeah, that's okay. the nature of the Let's business. Were you on? Were you is on that, Twitch is, today? Is it still kind of? It's a little uh, better. I wasn't today. It's, is that oh, okay. a little better? Yeah. It's Let a me see better. if I can get this crank, cranking again, and then there can be a better light. Um, let's see. Yeah. Are we recording yet? Or? Yeah. Oh, okay. I <laughs> we, we, we're going to edit around it. It's we'll edit right. around okay, it, but we're right. definitely going to leave some yeah, of it. Yeah. Definitely hey, while we're taking a break, let me grab something real quick. Uh, okay. Well, we weren't taking I'm gonna a break. I'm going to get some but... light for my monitor, and then, uh, yeah, should be better. So, how have you been, man? Good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Not too bad. How was Rockville? It was pretty awesome. It was awesome to be yeah. on a stage like that again, just a bigger stage. It was a... Uh, yeah, for sure. Technically, second show back, but I mean... Going from three thousand to forty four was 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 a big jump. So, yeah, yeah, awesome. You have a good time with your family, or do you, you guys had a? Yeah, no, it was great. We actually were out there yep. in, uh, in Orlando. I I went out early, took the family to uh, took the family to uh, Disney Disney World and did the parks and stuff. So, right. Oh, there. Is that better? That oh, is so much better. RGB. It's yeah, even cool. Okay. It's got like Sorry a little. He's got like a mood light going on now with this blue and everything. It's uh, it's it's yep. quite it's quite yeah, cool. Can add even more. Yep. So all how right. you doing, man? Sorry it's, about that. It, it's no, you're all good. Yeah, so dude. how's everything going? Yep. Everything's good, man. Um, I'm a dad now, so 
Congratulations. Did that Thank you. That happened since I saw you in, at the Palladium, correct? Uh, actually, no. It happened um, just – well, it happened 2020, uh, October 2020. So, oh, okay. And uh, Yeah, yeah. So did we, you get to go in the was, hospital? I, I did, actually, yeah. Oh, so man. he wasn't a pandemic baby at all. Um, we, you know, we were planning for him and everything, and then uh, we got pregnant. And uh, my wife got pregnant. I didn't get pregnant. She got pregnant. <laughs> yeah. And and uh, and it was it was funny because we had this whole world tour booked, and then it was like March 2020. We had one show in Mexico City, and uh, yeah, she was, so she we found out in February, and then um, we did the one show in Mexico City, and then it was like uh, we came back from that, you know, March 6th, March 8th, whatever, and it was like, oh hey, uh, so tours are getting canceled and. Uh oh, <laughs> yeah. But it was it was ended up being uh you know silver lining for me because um that whole world tour got canceled and I got to be home for all of that year. I got to be there for his birth. We would have been in Europe when uh, I would have got the phone call. He was like two weeks early, and mm. I would have had to rush home. I would have missed everything, you know. But I got to be there, and I got to be there whole first year of his life, and you know it's just like a time I would have never gotten back. Absolutely. Uh, yep. Yeah. So, but yeah, that was his first show. It was his first rock show was the Palladium show. Oh, so it, was. it was really cool. Oh, really? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean, he, he well, he, we did a uh, live stream from the whiskey uh, while well, he was still in the womb, but that, I don't think that really quite counts. So, uh, <laughs> you know, everyone's doing those weird pandemic um, live stream shows and, you know, trying to get everybody to tune in. And we did that and it, it was cool. Um, but, you know, it's like at the end of the day, it's like it doesn't it's not the same as playing live shows, you know, yeah, of course not. like you say, like, like playing a show, like you guys did at Rockville over the weekend. It's like, you know, it, nothing compares to that energy. And so, um, but yeah, anyway, so the Palladium show, uh, it was one of our, one of our shows coming back. I think it was our first real LA show back. And, uh, so we did like a little touring fall of 2021 within this moment. And then I think you were talking, you talked to Andy around that time yeah. and, uh, Yep, and then we did, and then that's, uh, see, 2022, we kicked off the Trinity of Terror tour, and then that's where we, yeah, I think you saw us at the Palladium. I, I think, yeah, well, I saw you. I don't know if you remember. <laughs> we were just talking about <laughs> We were just talking yeah, about I, that. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. like, one eye was kind of going here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He actually no, pulled I, it together for you guys. I pulled it, that was no, me you, pulling you it together. Did. That was me pulling it together, yeah, yeah. actually. But yeah, no, that was uh, that was uh, we were just saying. I um, pretty much shortly after that, I I took a, a six month hiatus from from booze and uh, marijuana and everything. Yeah. So, but yeah. you know, I'm, I'm I'm drinking again. Cheers. Uh, hey I, man, I've yeah, learned. Cheers. I've I, learned. I, I'm uh, sorry, I got, I got a tea, but you know, it's just Papa Bear. Am I? Yeah, I'm. Oh, yeah, I'm that guy all right. now. All right, yeah. all right. <laughs> no, but you know, you just, what, just take the time what, off and. Yeah. There. Are you are you not are you completely Cheers. abstinent? Uh yeah, right now it's I mean, you know, it's uh well I'm taking I, what I call it is an indefinite hiatus. Yeah. And I think that's a way to do it. You know, it's like I, I don't know if I, if you remember me back when we toured the Buried Alive tour back yeah. in twenty eleven. Um yeah, I was uh I was all over the place, man. <laughs> it was uh <laughs> it was a different life, different world back then and um yeah, man. I mean, that was, that was I was going to say real quick, too. Um, I know you talked to Jake and you've talked to Andy 
And I'm just going to say the elephant in the room real quick. When are we touring again, man? <laughs> because because I know I know you have control totally of everything yeah. going on in yeah. the band and in business. So yeah. I, you know, solely, no, solely, man, you, no, no, yeah, yeah solely. Uh, no, no, you don't have to answer that. No, of course. I mean, I think I, I think we'd love to. Just uh, logistically, you know, how it is. It's not even. I mean, ultimately, the we we have you know ultimate say at one point, but. You know, when you're when you're picking tours and stuff, you you listen to the the booking agents, what's gonna work for time wise everybody. It's not just, hey, yeah. who's 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 in the hat and let's just pick them and go. Dude, you know, dude, there's I, a lot of logistics, yeah. as you know. So dude, but, dude, yeah. it, it we had a joke. great yeah, fucking but, time <laughs> with you guys though. We had a great fucking time oh, with you guys. We had way too good of a time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean there was a couple Honestly, times yeah. I was at, late night in our dressing room, I was like, Are these guys still here? Like <laughs> Someone yeah. passed out on the couch. I was like, "What the yeah, fuck?" Probably me. Probably <laughs> me. Yeah, I, I think there was. A, I think there was a couple times where I licked the side of your face, and you were just totally cool with it. Totally oh yeah, like, I mean, right. that's nothing. Yeah, that's yeah. nothing. I mean, I wasn't Yo, even offended we, we about the passing adult out the time. couch. Yeah, right. Oh, God. right. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, yeah. But, um, I mean, so it's interesting. So, how long has your indefinite time been off? Uh it's been since uh november 27th of 2021 so okay so, wow you've been yeah it's been, I, it's, yeah. it's been going yeah it's been a minute so but you know it's it's whatever man it's uh fatherhood kind of took over everything and yeah. you know and then i was um we were touring we were back at touring again and i was just like i can't do this anymore man i'm, I'm 42 now it, wow. it hit me and i'm just like oh i mean you know it and it, it we were it was like you know, going through the old motions again of drinking every night, you know, having a pre-show shot and then yeah. it carries on after the night, you know, and it was like, you know, that, you know how it goes, man, the pre-show shot turns into a pre-show drink or, you know, like it's like a, a shot of vodka with this much Red Bull. And then it just kind of goes like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, Towards the end, and the ratio starts uh, to starts the to ratio starts to yeah yeah and I we got towards the end of that man it's just like I can't do this and I don't want to bring this home with me you know yeah. and it's like I've got a son at home and I don't want to be in fall into this this uh, dark pattern again so um but yeah not not to go to any dark place or anything I was just like I, I came home and I was like yeah. yep I'm I'm gonna just it's indefinite i you know i'm not saying like i won't have a drink again sometime or whatever and that, that's that's been the best thing for me like not yeah. doing aa or any of that you know because it's like i you know i just doing what's best for me and what's best for you know my, my kid family. and and yeah. uh my family so yeah we're going to uh cozumel tomorrow uh yeah i was just talking about you know your vacation with your family like we're we're actually flying out in a few hours got to finish packing so um yeah thanks again for having me on here man no well just, thanks uh, for coming on especially with all that with yeah. the, leaving in a few hours here uh yeah, yeah and I, I don't want to harp on it too much but just to say like that's really inspiring man like i uh i i i completely sympathize with you on that with the with the child and the family what's doing i mean that's what it ultimately came down to for me to take that time off and then for re sure recalibrate yeah. and I'm a different, I mean, Sam's like, uh, uh, one of my best friends in the world does the show with me and can attest to how much that yeah. just those six months have uh, put a perspective on my relationship with uh, drugs and alcohol. So, you know, also, yeah, man. I'm, I'm 41. I mean, you don't wake up the next day like Dude, you do when you're younger. No. Right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Dude, it, like it, a, it hits you way different. Like, I, I mean, in my, my 20s, and I think we were doing that Buried Alive tour in, it was a 2011. I think I was, uh, I was just barely 30 then. And 
and that was probably the time when it was starting to really hit me too. It's like once you get in your thirties, it's a whole different ball game. You know, it's like your metabolism slows down. I think that's what it is scientifically. Like your metabolism can't break right. down the or, or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's also just alcoholism. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Part of alcoholism is being able to come up with an excuse for everything. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's, it's not normal what we do is yeah. uh, touring musicians. And I was talking, I was actually talking on another podcast today um, uh, about epilepsy because I, as it so happens, I'm epileptic. And oh. um, there's something that I, I did know about when we were touring before, but I didn't, I wasn't like open about it and I can't, didn't come out about it until 2019. And, uh, is when I, I, it just started getting so bad. And again, with the drinking and stuff, it's like, you can't combine the two. You go in a scary realm, you know? And, uh, so I finally had to go on medication that that was working for me and it's a long story. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, here I am, you know, it's just like, it probably explains a lot. Again, another excuse for alcoholism. Uh, I was drinking way too much back then, you know, and it's like, uh, there, there are points of that tour and many tours where I don't remember. But like I say, it's like, uh, we as touring musicians, we don't, it's not normal what we do. It's not like we just go in an office every day and our office is, is a, this is a stage and it's like, there's all these ups and downs and, you know, you know. Of course. Yeah. But, I mean, I didn't, I didn't realize you, you, you're epileptic. Uh, it's gotta be tough with all yeah, the lights like, and shit, man. I mean, geez. It is. It, it, and that's the other thing we, we have to, um, and Andy's really good about this. But when we get with a new LD or like if we're using a house guy or whatever, we have to just, that's, you know, clear the air. Hey, number one, um, Jinx has epilepsy and we've seen him go down. Like I've gone down at shows before. Oh. Um, and it's, it's not fun. It's not fun for anybody, you know? Mm. And then we, you know, we've had, um, I'm very mindful also. And, this is something you're seeing a lot more of lately is bands. Uh, if they see somebody in the audience and it's hard to do, especially, you know, especially crowds you guys get where there's circle pit and it's massive. And but seeing one person go down, but where the fan response is, is they, you know, they point and you see all these pointing fingers down, Hey, somebody's down and they stop the show. It's yeah. like, and it's a whole thing, you know, to stop a show like that. Um, it may piss somebody people off, but you know, I'm liking to see anyway, nobody wants anybody to get hurt at a right. show. So, and, and for us, like with me being epileptic, um, I'm okay with strobe lights, especially if I take my medication, I'm usually okay. Uh, as long as they're like behind me or something, but if they're in front of my face, like the first, uh, episode I had as an adult was in, uh, I was 27 and this is what, where I realized I was epileptic and I was playing at the whiskey a go-go with my old band. And, uh, we had these strobe light boxes that I actually built myself. And it was like basically putting nails in my own coffin, you know, but yeah. I didn't know at the time. And, and we were playing, um, yeah, we we're playing our set and we were headlining and, and I was playing a guitar. So like one minute I'm playing a guitar solo next minute, uh, I am waking up at Cedar Sinai hospital with a, a, a phone on my lap, you know, this is like, like an old, uh, rotary phone. Like, I, I don't know, it was back in 2007 or something, I, yeah. yeah. but, uh, <laughs> What yeah, does the phone have to like, do with anything? I'm sorry. Uh, well, yeah, it's like they they just didn't know who to contact. I had like oh. no contact information. Yeah, I was like I was actually living out of my band's studio, uh, rehearsal studio at the time, so I was kind of homeless. And yeah, anyway, waking up Cedar Sinai, they didn't know how, who to contact, and they're probably thinking, oh, this guy's just a drug addict or what, you know, whatever. But he had a seizure, and uh, yeah, it turns out I'm epileptic, and and uh, but yeah, strobe lights set it off. So we anyway, yeah, like you said, with the with the flashy lights and stuff, we have to be kind of mindful of that and i'm okay with them as long as they're mild or they're behind me but if they're like right in front of me 
And like I say, if I take my medication, I'm usually cool. So did you have a problem? Yeah. Like I have an aunt who is aunt, uh, epileptic and we have some friends. The medication seems to be hard to find something that doesn't totally affect you. Did you have to go through a few different ones or, or was it that a. Dude, it, it was, it, it was really hard. Um, so, and I was talking about this in my interview earlier, but uh, there was a period where I didn't go, I wasn't on any medication. Like after that seizure, they put me on like Dilantin or something old fashioned. And I just, I was like, nah, I'm not going to take this. And then, um, yeah, years later in 2013, we, the night before we had a Golden Gods uh, Awards and um, we, we got Best Song. Was that, that the infamous? Was that the infamous one where Andy that was had, the infamous night? Yeah, the infamous and, night. Andy had the the, yep. the one of the, the greatest speeches, the, one of the greatest speeches yes. of all time. <laughs> yep, that was his shining moment, and uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, not one of mine either. Um, yeah, the night before, I had a grand mal seizure, and luckily, I had a friend sure. uh, that was with me, and yeah, and I I was in my house and and Encino, and we just got back from a, a massive like European tour, and we were like at that time like zigzagging all over the world like we just put out set the world on fire we we're mm. like it was doing really well in the charts like we were just kind of on top at the minute and but uh at home my relationship was failing and i was dealing with a lot of a lot of home stuff and and i was in a bad place i was stressed out um and stress is a huge trigger and then being like completely exhausted and i got home and i had a friend over and we had we had some wine probably the big mistake there too or whatever you know but it just like whatever, I think it was just the exhaustion and the stress and I just collapsed and uh, woke up in the hospital and then they were like, yep, you need to go home and just rest for a few days. And, and they sent me home with some medicine. I'm like, no, I've got this award show tomorrow. I'm getting picked up in a limo. Like we're going to the Golden Gods. And I went and I drank and Ooh. bad news, man. It was not good. And I couldn't make it to stage and like, you know, my mom was watching on TV and she's like, where is my son? you know <laughs> like Ouch. and yeah so it was it was bad news so but anyway yeah a long story short i've been on several different medications i went on um uh well as it turns out i i was seeing a really terrible doctor and uh i'm not going to go into like politics of healthcare in this country but there's some doctors that are just like try to milk the system and they'll prescribe to you anything that's going to get like turn a buck for them right. and that was this doctor i was seeing and he put me on like the worst medication and it was like He's like, yeah, side effects are going to be you're going to lose your hair. You're probably going to, you know, be really tired. I'm like, well, that's not going to work, man. I'm in like a, a hair rock band. Like, you know, I need to get a new Man, I'm going to have to invest in some fucking wigs, some fucking Propecia, like all this shit, man. Wigs, like, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> like, doesn't sound cool at all. And uh, so I was on that for a bit and I was actually visiting. Oh, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we just cut out. Yeah, yeah. I hear police sirens. I don't, I don't think that's where I am. Is that where you are? I don't hear him on my, it might be at my end. Oh, what's going on everyone? Brando here. Haven't been around for a while cause I am busy. You know, I'm working five jobs to feed 10 kids and when it comes to dinner, I'm just looking for an easy way out. But there is a great thing that I have found to make my day a little easier. Factor Meals. Right now, I've got a black pepper and sage pork chop. I'm gonna eat it right here on air with you because I want you to hear in real time how good this thing really is, so. It's got a nice little sauce on it, nice grill marks. Like this thing is ready to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 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 shoot. This is some quality 
quality pork right here. The nice thing is, it's healthy. The amount of protein in this meal is broken down for me on the side of the package. I don't even have to worry about it. I know once I eat this whole thing, my macros are gonna be in balance. This is, this is what I need. This is good. Oh my God. It took two minutes for me to microwave this thing. All I had to do was sign up. Meals get shipped right to my house every week. They have a wide selection to choose from. Dude, they had dill-crusted chicken. They had chili. You wanna check it out? Head over to factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 and use code drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. That's code drinkswithj50 at factormeals.com slash drinkswithj50 to get 50% off. Yeah. I know, it's a mouthful, but so is this meal. So I'm going to keep eating it because, man, this is good. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're subscribed and leave us a five-star review. If you want to listen to this show ad-free, head over to drinkswithjohnny.com and become a premium member. You'll get to enjoy unreleased clips from your favorite guests, discounts on merchandise in our shop, and access to our private Discord server where you can chat one-on-one with Johnny Christ himself. Awesome! So stay tuned, stay thirsty, and stay filthy as fuck. Anyway. Um, it'd be haunted. <laughs> Bring you up to your movie here in a moment. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, okay, yeah. I was going to say, I'm going to talk about my movie. Yeah, we'll okay, get there. We'll I'm, I'm going to end this real quick. No, 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 keep Yo, going. Keep really, it, really, no, no, this is, lo- this is long form, Jinx, is what we do. Yeah, yeah. So leading up to it, but uh, yeah, long story short, I tried several different medications, but the scariest time in trying different medications, it's like experimenting with drugs, you know, and, and you're literally experimenting with drugs. And um, the, that doctor put me on the strongest shit that he could put me on. And then I was just like, I was visiting my, my now wife in Paris and she was working there on a show. And uh, I we went to a New Year's Eve party and I just completely blacked out. And I'm, I'm not like from drinking or anything. It was just like I was on this medication. I forgot where I was and, and I was just disappeared for several, like a long time. And it was scary, you know, and I'd have these absent, like I would just kind of, and I started having more and more seizures. And I went to him like, hey, dude, this isn't working. Put me on another medication. It's like, we're going to wean you off this and put you on another terrible drug. And that was called Topamax. And it was like, I, at that point, I was like, whatever. And I, w- I turned into a zombie. And we were doing um, our fifth record at that time with John Feldman, BBB5. And, and we were in the studio and I, like I forgot how to play guitar. The one thing I've known how to do since I was like two years old, you know, I've been doing this my whole life. And I just like, I couldn't remember what chords were and I'm just holding this thing. And, you know, our engineers are like, dude, just play like a D7 chord. I'm like, huh? And that's, that set me into this huge depression. I couldn't get out of bed for months. And I was just like, I can't do this anymore. I weaned myself off and I, I wasn't on anything for a while. Finally, and I started having seizures again, of course, and it got worse and worse. Finally, my, my wife's like, I've, I've had it. You're, we're going to find you a good doctor. And we found one in UCLA. And since August of 2019, I've been on uh, the stuff called Lamictal, and I haven't had a seizure since. So oh, okay. it's yeah, like just, just finding a awesome. good doctor that, yeah, and she listened to me. And I, I literally cried in her office because she just like listened to what I had to say. Yeah. Like, oh, okay, we're going to try this. And anyway, so good news is I'm good. I'm four, almost four years seizure free. So. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> that's awesome man yep. congrats on that like yeah we very curious about that as sam said we have uh friends and stuff and uh we had someone uh greg grungberg on this podcast uh last season i, I believe uh actor um and he has his own podcast uh called talk about it that it deals with uh epilepsy and uh rare and rare diseases um of the brain and stuff like that so yeah it's uh yeah. it's it's 
it's good to talk about it, man. Cause like you said, like you don't, you don't even realize you have it sometimes, you know, let alone, mm -hmm. you know, people really like identifying it properly still to this day. So it's, it's good. To well, talk it's about such it. a, yeah, it's such a weird disease. Sorry to cut you off. Um, no, you but didn't. yeah, it's uh it's such a weird disease that people still don't really quite understand. And it's when you have it and you go through these episodes, um, it's hard to, it, you're, you just feel embarrassed. You're embarrassed. You're like, you can't, you don't feel normal, you know? And I've never felt normal my whole life. You know, I've always been like weird at school or what, you know, whatever, but in bullied and stuff, but I was just like always an outsider, but it was always, there was always something weird about me. But, uh, but this one thing, it was like, it, it you know, it made me feel like just embarrassed about. And that's what, one thing I want to let people know that you have this thing that they're stuck with their whole life. Like, don't be embarrassed to talk about it. Right. Once I finally started talking about it, being honest with myself and with, with other people around me, like I, I felt better. And yeah, you know, it's like I, my life is great now, and I'm able to still live with this thing. And it's like, eh, whatever, you know, like That's moving great. on, right? So That's great. yeah, you bring up that. a good thing that it could be options too of different medication because, like you said, you couldn't figure yep. it out. The layman who might have saw you, like Johnny at that show, might have thought like, hey, he's just drunk again or something like that. But it's like, not exactly. that. you're really going through yep. something and, you know, yep. the patience of people might not be there. So I'm glad you're talking about it to let people know, hey, yep. find the right treatment to help you. you know? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah, man. That's great. That's great, though. I mean, maybe if you want, I can see if we, later on we can make that contact with that guy talking to uh, Greg Grunberg, talking about his Talk About It podcast uh, further down the line. But um, you said. Uh, oh, right on. Uh, back to happier things. You mentioned you're taking the family. Uh, wh where did you say? I'm sorry. Oh yeah, we're going to Cozumel in the morning. Cozumel, so, uh, where, you know, Co that? Cozumel. So it's um, it's a little island off the coast of Playa del Carmen, which is just south of uh, Cancun oh, in the okay. Yucatan, and it, yeah, southern Mexico. So uh, Mexico, it's Mexico. Yeah, yeah, there <laughs> you been there before. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I haven't been to Cozumel before. We've been to Playa a couple times. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, just on holiday, uh, my wife's British, so we say on holiday. Uh, so <laughs> <Love> <laughs> we're going on holiday. A lot of um, I, I so, picked up yeah. that. I picked up that when my son was a little younger, watching a lot of Peppa Pig. And he would always say, "When are we going to go uh, on holiday?" And I was like, "You're American, damn really, it!" No, just <laughs> damn, damn Peppa Pig. As a matter of fact, and uh, this is kind of funny um, segue, but yeah. So my wife's uh, mom's cousin's husband, we call him Uncle Phil. He is Phil Davies, who created Peppa Pig. No way. So, wow. Yeah. Yep. That's so my cool. wife, yeah, my wife's pretty cool. She, she has one, uh, uncle who's uncle Phil, who was not uncle. It's just his, her mom's cousin's husband. Uh, he created Peppa Pig and then she has another uncle Phil. So two uncle Phil's the other uncle Phil is the singer of UFO. No, uh, not really. The band UFO. Yeah. Yep. That's so, a couple yeah, of cool uncle Phil's. It's a couple of cool uncle Phil's. Yeah. So, I thought you were going to uh, tell me your like, Uncle Phil from uh, uh, West, Phil yeah, West Philadelphia. I mean, that would have been pretty cool, too. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that was British, though. I don't think that was British. No. no so is, no. are you the only one with uh, kids? Because Johnny was just talking about how backstage, you know, they play two shows and now the kids are coming out and things like that. You, your band hasn't gotten to that. No, I'm the, I'm the only one. If we've been like placing bets, like who's going to be next? And I think the front runner right now everyone thinks is going to be cc but you know what who knows who knows mm. so you know we got cc we got andy we got jake and we're just like come on guys and i, I just keep telling my my buds i'm like you guys got to get one of these man it's endless <laughs> hours of entertainment and you know i mean you'll never You're sleep such, again in your life yeah. but <laughs> it's like 
Dude, are you are you one of those so, are you one of those parents that feed them all the good shit but like leave out all the bad shit? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, dude, totally. I'm just like, yeah, guys. Well, actually, it's it's really funny. We'll see each other again after a little while, and then I'm like, um, it's like, yeah, man, I've just been cleaning up pee and poop like we're potty training. I'm like, oh, but dude, you guys got to get one of these. Like seriously, yeah, I forget right, about all yeah. this. <laughs> you know, like, it um, is true though. Yeah. All the tantrums and the yeah, but it is true it is though. Like it it's the it's the most rewarding and hardest thing you'll ever do is becoming a parent, you know, and absolutely, man. And I, I do highly recommend it for all of this worth and, and all the stress. And, um, you know, it's just like life for me is, is a whole different thing. And then, you know, when we first met, uh, years ago and, and when I was touring then it's like, you think like when you're touring the world and your, your band's successful and stuff, like you're on top of the world and everything's great. And then, then you have a kid and you're just like, and you have a family and it's like, Oh wait, this is what I was supposed to be doing. It's good that, you know, I got that career, all of that stuff out of my system. I feel like, you know, I didn't, we didn't have this, this child until we were like 39, almost 40. And, um, you know, a lot of people we knew like growing up, you know, had kids at 20 and, and I, I grew up in Iowa and everybody I knew like got had kids in high school and got married and, uh, settled in jobs. And it's like, no, I'm going to, you know, move the West Coast and do music and and uh, get out of Des Moines, you know, and I'm glad I did. I'm glad I got all that out of my system and met the right person. And, and you know, and uh, I have this beautiful child. It's like my life is complete now, you know. Yeah. So but I highly recommend it to anyone else. Well, um, it's hard to yeah. it's hard for people to realize till you get kids. Right. Because yeah. people say that and you're like, yeah, that looks like like you said, poopy. You, that doesn't look any yep. fun. But and it is a lot of work. And I even remember Googling when my kid was like two months or like a month old, and I was like, when do babies get fun? Because it is not yeah. fun in the beginning. It's a stranger that just shits and cries. And you're like, what are you doing? And you love it, but it's still like new. But then I feel yeah. like, I mean, as you know, you, your, your kid's a little older. Uh, once you hit that, like two years on when they start communicating to you and things like that, it just, it, every milestone gets better, you know? Yeah. 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 You started. Yeah. Oh, totally. Sorry. Go ahead. No, I just have uh, my son walking in right now, interrupting the podcast. Oh, is that Soya the Destroyer? Soya the Destroyer. You want to say hi? Oh, he's in his underwear. Okay. Probably not a good idea to say hi and drink some Johnny in his underwear, but you know, not a big deal. All right. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. (laughs) Yeah. Probably not good PR. Yeah. 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 No, it's all good. It's all good. Just three dudes hanging out. (laughs) Three three men and a baby. Yeah. That, that'll that'll be the that, that'll be what we use for the graphic on this episode yeah, three men and a baby yeah that'd be, that'd be awesome no but uh i before we move on to uh music movies uh w- i just have one more question on, on on the kid front um you said you guys planned it and everything like that are you guys planning on having a second are you one and doneers what, what's the what's the vibe no dude we yeah we we've um We've been hoping for a second and just kind of letting nature run its course uh, okay. for everyone you know, wondering, but, um, you know, nothing's happened yet. And we're, we're the way we look at it, we're happy with Lennon and, you know, if another one comes along and we're, we're equally as happy. So, you know, we'll just see where life takes us. And, and if we get lucky, then we get lucky. But, uh, if not, then, you know, we're, we're just as happy, but yeah. yeah. Lennon, that's a good name. So, Lennon. Yeah. Yep. Not, River, uh, right? like, is that what you said? Yeah, L- Lennon River, yep. And uh John Lennon, not Vladimir. Um in case you're wondering. It's L E N N O N. Uh not L E. Not even on my radar, but I'm glad you clear clarified, you know. Yeah. And then our our dog's name is Jagger. So we we go to the park and we were at the park today and it's like Lennon, Jagger. 
people that know they're like, come on, you know, like <laughs> can't blend those two. Can't blend those two. No, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> you can now. You can now. That was in the '60s. It was in the '60s. You had to pick one, right? But you know, yeah, I don't yeah. think that's the case anymore. Everyone just loves the Stones and the Beatles. How can you not, right? But right. Yep. Speaking of music, you guys just had a single drop. Well, not just. I mean, now it's a few months ago, right well, in February. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, well, it's, it's been doing well. Uh, you're talking about um, which, which one are you talking about? Talking about Savior or yeah, yeah, Absolutely. Savior, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Savior too. Um, yeah, it's it's hard to. It's like, oh wait, we just dropped that because we wrote it. Like, so I actually wrote that uh, song uh, musically in uh, the beginning of the pandemic. So what happened was my my mom's husband, uh, my technically my stepdad, but they'd only been married three years. Love of her life um, passed away unexpectedly, not from COVID, uh, but it was yeah, it was April of, of 2020. Mm. and it just took us all by surprise i mean he had a, a bit of a heart condition but it you know it was just it was unexpected he just seemed perfectly healthy and it just um yeah it hit me really hard hit all of us really hard and the only thing i can think to do in that situation of course is grab my guitar or play the piano or something just think of uh, getting it out in music and like it like everything music's always been therapeutic for me in dealing with any kind of trauma and um yeah so saber 2 came about um where you know that that hit me and I, I told the guys we were writing at the time for uh the phantom tomorrow and and um and i said you know like i, I need to take a couple weeks off guys and you know this mm-hmm. happened and i was on the phone with my mom and it, it happened and it was very traumatic and and they're like yeah you know do what you got to do and and anyway i came up with the music to that and then of course andy took it and and did what he does with it with the lyrics and and set it to you know make something that would give back to fans something that would make sense uh, going back and forth. So it wasn't just like a sad, like, like eulogy to somebody, you know, it was like, um, uh, and it was kind of like the original savior that I wrote, uh, in 2011 that we did, um, set the world on fire. Right. I, my best friend from high school committed suicide and I, the same kind of thing. I grabbed my guitar. We were on tour in England and, uh, and I wrote that. And then, um, but yeah, it was just kind of like, it took, we took this sad, uh, kind of, orchestral thing that I, I wrote and made it into this this beautiful thing and then we, we shot the video in this church and uh so my stepdad his name was grant and he had he was a stained glass artist and so we had the shot of this like beautiful stained glass window um and it was just and it was really in the classical music so we had an orchestra come in and i was conducting and uh, and I played violin. I played his violin that he gave me oh, on it. No so shit. it was kind of like a, a really special uh, moment. And, and releasing that song was, um, yeah, it was a really special thing. And uh, it's, it's good to see it do pretty well. Uh, so, yeah. But, yeah, that, that's the story behind that one anyway. No, that's beautiful, yeah. man. I didn't realize that. I, I know we, uh, yeah. we, we talked a little bit about that song, I think, a couple of years ago when, uh, when Andy was on the show. By the way, we uh-huh. mentioned that you're now the third uh, member of Black, uh, BVB Black Veil Brides on the show that ties you guys yep. with no effects for most uh, members on the show. So you're okay, good, awesome. You're in good yeah. company there. We're in good company. Yeah, hell yeah. I don't know who's gonna get like to four it. first. I don't know who's gonna get to four first. But well, I mean, you guys got to get CC on for sure. Absolutely, he's a wild card man. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's oh, a lot I remember. Of fun. If he's anything like he was back in 2011, I remember. You know, he, he really hasn't changed. I know he's he's changed, but uh, no, he's still he's still wild and still awesome, and and he he keeps it together. So he's he's a good dude, and always been a good dude. 
but he's he's definitely gonna be fun to have on. I would definitely recommend it. So let's get to four. Come on, let's do this. Let's, <laughs> let's do get to four one. before no offense. <laughs> we got to yep. get LFA on. So how did how did you pick up the violin? I saw on your little promo for for the movie that you're you're uh, raising funds for right now. But you said yep. guitarist and violinist. So what was when did you start that? Was that something from school that you just picked up and kept with it, or was that a family thing? Like you said that your family had. No, yeah. So well, it was a family thing, really. Uh, my grandfather played, and when I would go to his house when I was a kid, he'd pull out his fiddle. So my, my, both my parents were rock and rollers, and I to me that it, it wasn't cool when you're a kid you're just kind of like oh my parents what they do is kind of eh. you know <laughs> and i'm like i'm worried like lennon's like, whatever you know he's gonna i'm not pushing anything onto him and if he shows an interest in what i do that's cool but any what she does and it's awesome but um when you're when i was a kid i was just kind of like yeah you know they gave me a guitar and I, I would play around with it and stuff and but when my grandpa pulled out his, his fiddle and he would saw away on this thing and i, I was like oh that's so cool you know i want to play that and um which is cool Lennon actually likes when I pull out the violin anyway but um <laughs> so it that's where it started anyway and uh my mom um started paying for lessons and for me and I was seven and and uh I, I took private lessons and I just really stuck with it and um I think because I was already kind of playing on the guitar a little bit too uh not proficiently or anything but it was just kind of like it was just an easy segue you know to something um because it was a stringed instrument so uh, but I was just like, I really got into it and I, I was heavily into like Metallica when I was a kid and I always thought like their music was so orchestrated. And then I started listening to, to Bach and, and Beethoven. I'm like, well, this, this stuff's heavy metal, man. You know, when you really think about it, it's like if like what would happen if you took these guys and gave them guitars? And that, that's kind of like where when we were first creating like BBB stuff and I was like really able to um, throw some of that in there. And I'm like, what? Well, like, it'd be really cool to kind of incorporate that into uh, this music, you know, but I, I played in orchestras uh, growing up and I was in played with the Des Moines Symphony for a bit when I was in high school. And that was like my first paid gig. Um, nice. And then, uh, yeah, I had like opportunities to go off to like Juilliard and stuff. And I'm like, you know, I'm going to take a year off. And, and I'm glad I did. You know, it was it was a hard road to where we got to. But, um, you know, if I went went that road, I probably wouldn't have been as happy. And I, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today. Um but uh, yeah, it, that's that's kind of my story with that. And I've just been trying to incorporate it in everything I've done since. And one thing I've been trying to get my, my foot in the door is with, with film scoring. And that's a whole whole different journey there. You know, I realized I've, I've scored a few things. I've scored a horror film uh, feature and a, a lot of shorts. And um, I guess we can segue now into the film. No, uh, you did beautifully. Yeah, no, you, you okay, yeah, so, yeah. So Habitants, what's, idea, it, what's it about? And, like, and how are the, you involved? Yeah, so um, what the story is about is it's autobiographical. And uh, so something that happened to me when I was a kid, I was six years old and my family, we, we lived in, we lived in a haunted house. And okay. this was in uh, Fort Dodge, Iowa. And um, so we lived in this old house, it was built in 1912. And just, I'm not going to go into detail about what happened, but it was, it was really bizarre stuff started happening. We'd hear footsteps upstairs and we thought we had a, a burglar and we called the cops and it wasn't a burglar, you know, it was just like this break-in kept happening while we were there and we'd hear the footsteps upstairs and it just got creepier and creepier, like weirder things started happening. We had strange smells and cold spots and, and uh, but it, it was just like this weird smell of like sulfur that was really potent. And um, it just, it, it's like all this weird stuff that just kind of started happening out of nowhere. Like we'd lived there for six years and then, and then nothing. And then all of a sudden, and, um, 
and just escalated and escalated. Like we started finding these dead blackbirds everywhere in the house, like in weird grotesque positions and weird shit. Right. Wow. I mean, stuff that, like, even if I, like, I'm a huge skeptic about like religion and stuff like that. I'm not going to go into that, that at all. But um, if somebody were to come to me and tell me that this happened to them, I'd be like, yeah, right. You know? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, there's something that happened to my mom one night. This like black mist came into her room and floated above her and, that was it. You know, it was like the last straw. I mean, my brother woke up one morning with knife holes in his wall, uh, riddled his wall while he was sleeping. Um, objects would just kind of like move around the house. Uh, anyway, yeah, it was weird. It was fucking how, weird. Wait, how long and did we, you guys put up? So you were six. Uh, yeah, I was six. And then I had my, my, so it was like the winter of 1987 to 1988. So I was six going on seven. And we moved out in like, I believe it was January, February of 1988. So it was like, yeah, December-ish, and then so about two and a half, three months that we put up with it before oh, wow. it was like the final last straw. And um, yeah, long, long story short, we yeah, so we we moved out of there. We moved into a trailer park, and we we actually were not well off for for many years after dealing with that. And then, anyway, long story short, um, come to now, uh, I've been wanting to make this film about it as kind of a way of like dealing with this kind of trauma that I had. Like I, I still have nightmares about it. I'm 42 years old. This, this thing that happened oh, no, to me sure, when I was yeah. six and it's, I still wake up my wife like screaming and cold sweats and, and she's like, Oh, another haunted house dream. And like, yeah, you know, <laughs> and it's still like, and, and even, um, uh, well, anyway, I, I figure like doing this project is, is going to somehow help me, uh, therapeutically, hopefully like any art that I do, like I say, you know, I write a song when somebody close to me passes away and, mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's it helps you. It does help you in a bit to get those feelings out somehow. And I feel like, yeah, doing this film is is not only to get my feelings out, but it's it's like facing my fears in a way. Uh, one thought we had was to film in the actual house, which I'm not. I, we're gonna see what happens. Uh, it's mm. still there. It's still boarded up. It's been empty for like 20 years. Um, but yeah, basically, so the the premise of the movie is um me and my brother actually go back to the house and we kind of face our fears and we have all these flashbacks about what happened and we're kind of telling the story through that my idea was to tell a story about a haunting like that um that is so real and so scary that it hopefully relates to other people who've had a similar experience because in my experience i've never seen a movie in all of these years that even comes close to scaring me as much as what scared me in that house so mm-hmm. I want to somehow be able to share that fear with other people, share my misery. Now, when you say, <laughs> yeah, when you, but before you say, when you say you you won't go into it, are you are you are you holding it back for the story? Or are you holding it back for yourself right now? Or what are you holding it back for? A, a little bit, yeah, um, a little of both. I you know I feel like I could sit here all night and tell a ghost story, and I you know it's like I. We're not really sitting around the campfire. Let's get out the campfire and uh, s'mores. Let's do it. I just call them s'mores, by the way. S'mores. It's not s'mores or s'mores. S'mores is if you're fancier and you're like, you have like, Uh, but s'mores is, is, you know, baseballs, the Schwartz, the Schwartz. Yeah. (laughs) I see a Schwartz is as big as mine. That, that makes a lot of sense. So I'm not fucking fancy. My wife is fancy (laughs) and she, she says s'mores. Well, she's also British and she's never heard of s'mores at oh. all in her life until oh. she met me so 
Okay, um, s'mores. I, I I say s'mores because I'm not fucking fancy. I, I, say, I say s'mores too. That, fucking, that was just yeah. like that was a that was a little bit of the white wine that came out of me right there, baby. Oh, okay, you know, okay, so, okay, a little yeah, bit yeah. of the. Yeah. But yeah, no, I love I love a oh. good I love the good stories. I I was just curious if you were holding it back. Don't hold it back on our account. I'm just curious why you were holding holding it back on there. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, a lot of it. Um, yeah, I, I want to kind of save it for the movie and. Right. Yeah, so so the movie project actually started. Uh, it commenced with me meeting um, the writer of the Amityville horror novels in uh, 2019. So you know, pre-pandemic, I met John G. Jones, a wonderful man, um, Australian guy, and we're still in touch. We so we started working on. We met through like uh, mutual friends, and we um, this producer guy we were working with who wanted to do a short, and we started. He, he did a script for me and a short, and he told me all these stories about, um, you know, when he started writing the, the Amityville horror novels. He's not the original guy. Jay Anson's the original guy. He passed right. away in 1980, uh, but he, he took over after he died and did all the sequels and um, followed the family, the Lutz family, through their journey uh, after leaving the house. And he's like, you know, I was a total skeptic when I met them, and then I went in that house and I, you know, interviewed them and... Uh, I had to eventually get blessed by a, a priest because stuff started happening to me. And so I firmly believe in it. And I believe in your story and what you're telling me. And, uh, you know, it, was, it gave me some kind of validity to my story. And we, we developed this, the script and everything. And I was like, we had so much pressure from this producer that I ended up not liking it all. And it's like, we just mm -hmm. cut it. We chopped it. And then I started working with another team and we developed a script and, and it got, it just was too, I think I was talking to too many Hollywood people who were like, oh, no, we got to make it this uh, very Hollywood thing. And it, it just kept changing my story so much where I was like, no, you're losing to me, man. You're doing what you do with every one of these Hollywood hauntings. Uh, you know, and I get it, you have to entertain people and you have to, you know, scare people and jump scares and all this stuff. But that's that's where you lose me. You know, tell the real story like how it is. That was terrifying. I still have nightmares about it. I don't have nightmares about The Conjuring, you know. It's like yeah. he, he kind of lost me halfway. No, no offense to the movie makers who made that, you know, that any artists who make these films. But I, I just want to be able to tell my story in a way that others can relate to ex experience some similar trauma. And uh, so anyway, I met this uh, French-American film director, Joseph Fauvelet, and uh, I saw what he did. He did this, um, actually went to a festival he had last fall, and he, uh, he did this feature called Shackled, which just got released on amazon prime if you want to check it out really fucking good and um i liked what he did and it was like it's like okay that's kind of how i want to do my movie and he's like you know i'm an indie artist like let's do this indie style i never really thought about doing it that way i've always just like oh let's get a good script go to you know uh go to an agent just shop it around all the studios that's kind of the old school way of doing things and you know what like when we, you know we started blackville we did things indie style we did things diy I'm like, well, let's let's do like an Indiegogo campaign, see if we can raise funds and make this movie happen on our own. And um, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback and stuff. And it's just like, I I really like where this is going. This is the right people I'm working with. We have this writer, Blake, who's, who's phenomenal and um, did a treatment and everything. And uh, but anyway, yeah, long story short. So um, I'm producing the film. I'm also uh, going to star as myself Whoa. as a six year old. Uh, yeah, no, I'm kidding. Oh, so, wait, 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 yeah. Yeah. For a second, he had me as a, as a it's six. It's really weird. Uh, it's, it's a lot you can do with makeup these days. Uh, no, I'm gonna play myself. They can do the CG, man. I see. I seen some motherfuckers like getting <laughs> as fuck with that CG. <laughs> 
like yeah, little no, man we're, we're Marlon Wayans. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Button. Yeah, yeah. Benjamin Button, um, yeah. Yep. Uh, but no, no. So yeah, I'm going to play as myself, like a cameo as myself. And then, uh, but I'm doing all the music to it. So um, like I say, I score films as well as, you know, like what I do with BBB. So mm-hmm. it just seemed like a kind of win-win project all encompassing where I'm doing the music for it. I'm kind of overseeing the creative direction of it. And, um, you know, it's just, it's very autobiographical, very personal project for me. So, uh, just getting this off the ground. Um, and like I say, I, like, I was kind of nervous about going into it, doing it this style where we're like, oh, it's race funds. Cause I, I hate asking people for money. You know, you feel like you're just, but I, I realized like there's a way people do this and it's, you have different perks and, and different levels where somebody could be like an executive producer. They're buying into it. Not only just they're not like giving you money to make this, they're actually yeah. part of the process. And so we got all these like yeah. different levels of like behind the scenes and um, yeah. And, and you get to be involved in all the Q and A's with the behind the scenes. And then you get to be an executive producer, get to be on set. So all that stuff. But um, yeah, so far we've raised 12 grand. Uh, so it's a start, you know, we, I mean, we have like a week of this campaign to go. So okay. we're just like trying to spread the word as much as we where, can. And, where like, can get people more. find it? You say it right so, here. So, um, yeah. So at uh, inhabitantmovie.com is the easiest way to find it. So the, the movie's called Inhabitant. And uh, so inhabitantmovie.com. And if you go to there, uh, there's links to our Indiegogo page. Or if you just go on indiegogo.com and put in Inhabitant, it comes right up. Right up. Um, or if you Google Inhabitant Jinx, uh, it comes up Inhabitant Movie Jinx. Although if you just put Inhabitant Movie, some movie from. Uh, 2020 comes up as the inhabitant just ignore that that's you know uh, <laughs> so don't even bother looking movie. at it move uh, right past don't it don't even bother looking at it. don't worry <laughs> about that um but just inhabitant inhabitant movie uh jinx uh, but it's inhabitantmovie.com so you can find everything right there all the links and follow those to our indiegogo page and like i say if you're if you're donating to it and if you don't you're not able to donate like i mean it's like a dollar or ten dollars whatever you know but you get different perks you get mm. you know and if you can't donate um yeah help spread the word you know tell people about it and uh appreciate it you know we're just trying to make this happen and um regardless of what funds we raise we're going to do something with it we're you know like i feel like with this director i have we're we're able he he's able to do so much with so little so honestly though i we'd like to raise everyone would love to raise a million dollars for their movie you know but um we'll we'll see what we can do with what we get you know and we're going to make something really really equally cool so, and uh, like I say, I'm doing all the music to it. So it's going to be something you, interesting. Yeah. You get to save a bunch right there of you doing the scoring and things like that, just from a budgeting standpoint. How do you guys have like tiers of budget that you were looking at? Or I don't know if, how much inside baseball you want to do here, but uh, like, is that, how, how does that go with making a movie? Like we need X or it's like, Hey, this would get us this, this is what we need. Cause I mean, you got life like Blair Witch Project, you know, who did it super cheap and then super cheap. Killing. Yeah. Uh, what yep. was the other one? Paranormal Activity or even Kevin Smith yep. making his movies, mm-hmm. you know? Totally. Totally. Um, yeah. It, it, well, yeah, we had different tiers set originally when we launched this. We're like, so if we, we reach, uh, if we don't reach this goal, like say if we get 50 grand, we make a really awesome short or we get to 100 grand, we make, a feature we get to 200 grand or 250 you know we make it even killer you know m- more killer uh, uh feature so um obviously if we get a million dollars and one of the perks by the way if you donate a million dollars we will do a real demon summoning party 
and you'll you'll be invited and yep we will get out the ouija board and wow. everything we'll, we'll hopefully summon it it's not guaranteed that a demon will show up but uh we'll see what at happens. the house i are mean you, for, are you willing to go back to the house yeah, to try that well i mean that's the thing for a million dollars i'm pretty sure we can buy the house and the whole block and probably the whole town that it's it's in so uh <laughs> it's it, not not a lot of people uh live there um is but, it, is uh, it- <laughs> Is it an uninhabited? You said it's boarded up now. It, were you yeah. guys the last owners of it and it just fell off, or did they not resell, or did you guys was it a rental? And, no, and- no. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah. So, so my mom owned the house. She bought it in 1981, and um, she bought it for 35 grand. This house it was a two-story brick house uh, built in 1912. And in 1988, um, and you can see all the records for this. It sold for 17.5. It, like half what she paid for it. It was like a short sale. And this couple bought it and they turned it into a rental and they rented it out for several years. And you can look at the records, but uh, most of the tenants didn't stay for much longer than a month. And uh, yeah. And and then by about 2000, 2001, it was just empty. Like nobody lived there. It's been boarded up. And, you know, I, I know this too, because my family, anytime we were in that town, we'd drive by and just kind of check on it because it's just out of morbid curiosity, you know, and it's a, a huge part of our lives that we all still talk about and still are haunted by. So mm-hmm. we drive by and just see, oh, who's, who's living there now? And, you know, but by like 2000, it was empty and it's still there. It's still boarded up. Uh, somebody owns the property and um, yeah, it's uh it's pretty weird. <laughs> it's like squatter paradise, I guess. But yeah, you legally have to disclose a haunting if if you sell a house today. I I don't know. I don't think actually, so. I think there's too much. I don't. Th- I don't legal. think you do. No, that's yeah. too, there's too much speculation. So. There's too much speculation still in that. You have to disclose like murders or someone dying and stuff like that. But because that's yeah. evidential, like they could. Not saying that you know anything against what this what what what, what Jinx here is saying, but. There, it's still there's still a lot of skepticism to it. There's still a lot of mm-hmm. questions. No codes or laws to it. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. There's no scientific proof of a haunting. I guess. Yeah. No. Not, not to. You know. I mean, there's there's like a uh, ghost hunter shows and stuff where it's reality TV and uh, night vision and like, oh, what was that? You know. Yeah, those um, ones kind of give it a bad name. And, those ones yeah. give it a bad <laughs> yeah. name, in my opinion. Because right? I'm 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 open minded enough to say. It. I've sure. never been around a haunting, okay? Straight up, never been around anything that made me feel like there was a haunting. However, I'm not going to discredit what someone feels and what they see and everything like that or or what their story is. And furthermore, if it's for entertainment, I'm all here for it anyway. So, because I, I, I love the genre um, as, as far as entertainment factor of horror movies with that. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just... <laughs> it's just funny because, like, a lot of... Those reality shows give people a perfect example of why they don't believe in it. Right. Cause they're like, mm-hmm. you yep. clearly see like the guy, like even in the night vision, like some of the really, really poorly done ones, you'd see the, you could see the, 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 the camera guy close the door with his fucking hand in it and shit. You're like, okay, totally. like, come on, man, yeah. like, give a, yep. give a little effort here. If you're going to try and trick me here. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Exactly. And yeah, like you say, it gives uh, and to me, like, I, like I want to share this with people who I, feel have experienced I've, I've actually had a lot of fans uh, same with like the epilepsy who have tuned in and, and give, shared their stories with me and that, that's a great thing about our fan base is it's this community of people who um they uh uh you know they're they're able to share like they they help each other out and i feel like uh, i've had a lot of people come to me with their stories and 
I mean, a lot of it I, I can kind of sit through and be like, all right, you know, like I say, I'm a skeptic myself, even though this mm-hmm. happened to me. It's like I, I if somebody just says, oh, this happened and like somebody will show me a photo of uh, they're like, oh, this is an orb and it's it's a ghost. And I, I'm kind of like, yeah, but that could be a drop of rain and it could be a dust particle. You know, I that's I always go there first. I always think there's some other explanation first um, It's for, for me, though, there's no explanation for what happened. And, you know, I remember it like it was yesterday, even though I was, you know, six, seven years old. Um, I feel like someday maybe there will be some scientific explanation for it. Uh, you know, we're just not there yet. I mean, there's just some interesting stuff that I, I read about, like string theory and, and M theory and stuff. You know, so it's like maybe uh, maybe one day we'll be like close enough to solving whatever multiple dimensions whatever the fuck uh, happened we, 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 know, we, but... we will be long gone buddy ai will figure it out for us not my life it's not going to be us it's not going to be us to do yeah. it ai is going to be way smarter than us and they'll develop they'll figure all, out all those theories that we got the ball rolling and we're able to at least hey we got to give give ourselves a pat on the back for being primordial uh to this to this planet you know it's like Hey, we got pretty fucking far, you know, we even, and we yeah. even created the next, the, the next thing. Like we didn't have, we didn't wait for nature to create the next thing. We we're, we're basically about to create the next thing. That's going to propel this, uh, the, the likeness of ourselves. At least that's what I believe anyway. Well, do you guys believe yeah, in, same. so you had this house and I don't know how much you want to give away to the story, but just, you could just talk about generally your feelings. So do you feel that, uh, this is someone unhappy or just something from another dimension or do, what, what is your feeling about these occurrences or is it someone disgruntled or just are they actually from your house because i just went on a uh we went on a what's it called the queen mary has a, mm-hmm. a yeah. haunted tour it yeah. just reopened uh mm-hmm. it was it was fine it was the first time the new the guy was very good but it wasn't scary and their thing yeah. was not very many people died there. And so their explanation was, uh, you know, we haven't had actual hauntings from people who died here. It's people who mm-hmm. left their energy here. Uh, they yep. spent some significant amount of time and they really were drawn to here. So they come back. What What is your thought on, on that kind of stuff? Uh, as it pertains to my house. Um, well, I'll, let's actually talk about the Queen Mary first and then I'll get back to that. So the Queen Mary, um, my, my grandfather was actually on that ship when he came back from the war and oh. met my grandmother uh, when he uh, docked in Long Beach. Um, but uh, that's my personal story with it. But um, actually, my wife and I stayed there one night and um, we, uh, we we did the same thing. We did the ghost tour. The guy was really good. He talked about he's like, you know, I never experienced anything except one time a pen came out of my shirt pocket and floated and then dropped. On the ground, <laughs> like I'm a total skeptic. Well, everything, nothing, nothing ever happened except pen. a pen <laughs> out of my Weird, pocket. Yeah. But this one <laughs> night, I was I was giving my tour, and then uh, you know, I'm like, I think no, it was Kevin that's, Bacon. That's I think it was totally Kevin Bacon. Play, it was Kevin Bacon as Invisible Man playing a playing right? a show. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, we. So that night, we um, uh, we drank some absinthe, and uh, <laughs> no, we, we uh, well, it, I mean, it might explain a lot. Um, but it, we, he was telling the story about Winston Churchill staying there and everything and having, you know, and people, oh, people smell cigar smoke. And, and uh, so we were like a few weird things happened. Like we went after hours, everyone's in bed. It's very quiet, you know, and, and uh, we went up on, on the top deck and there was nobody there, absolutely nobody there. And it didn't seem like anybody, you know, you can feel a presence even if somebody is like, far, you know, whatever, you can tell that somebody's there, you hear your noises and, 
it was just dead quiet. Nobody was there. And as we were walking on deck, we smelled what was exactly cigar smoke. And whether it was somebody had just been there five minutes ago and they were right. just just puffing on it, you know, who knows? But I, I feel like we were walking around there for some time and there was nobody else on there. And then all of a sudden we started smelling cigar smoke. No, another thing that happened was um, we, let's see, we, we were walking by an elevator and we didn't call it and it just opened, you know, on our floor. It, I mean, whatever, you know, it's malfunction elevator whatever is old um but yeah queen mary i don't know you know i i really don't know it's uh yeah people tell stories about that um so i really don't know about that and and that's so now the thing about my house it's really bizarre so nothing happened for six years that we lived there until 1987 and uh it wasn't until we had some weird neighbors that moved in next door to us that we didn't get along with and we fought with and um mm. yeah I, mean, I won't go too much into detail i don't want to give away the story but uh, you know, we, we've always said over all these years that they cursed us, you know, that they were like, did they move, did they move, in from, uh, did they move in from St. Louis somewhere in St. Louis possibly? Possibly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So whatever, what, whatever it was, uh, it was evil or I guess, I mean, it was dark. It, it wanted us out. We, we just felt like it wanted us out, you know? And it right. just like, as things just kind of escalated, um, it wasn't like Casper the Happy Ghost or whatever, you know, it wasn't uh, friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, come on, my brother woke up to knife holes riddling his wall while he slept. You know, it was just something was like really sinister. And um, so what, whatever it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was definitely dark and, and evil. And, and um, it wasn't just like smelling somebody's cigar smoke. The sulfur smell we smelled, like I can't really explain what that is. Um, you know, it, it smelled like rotten eggs and... Yeah. It was just like undeniable what it was. And, and people have told me, oh, well, that's a demon. Or like, I don't know, man. There's no scientific explanation for what that is, but it would happen. And uh, I remember it. I, you know, never forget it. And, you know, so it's like, I don't know, whatever it was, was just, uh, yeah, I don't feel like, I don't know if it was somebody that lived there. Um, I did some research on the house. The couple that actually had it built were uh, like socialites in the, in the, in the town at the time in like 1912. And they were, Anyway, uh, I guess they did like seances and stuff in there, but it, it was really popular to do that back then. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. In the early, or like spiritualist societies and stuff. Like the, so you know, like it's like Chester House was like an like an early 1900s house out, out here in San yeah. Jose. Yeah, that was, they had a lot of the socialites and as you said, the the well off people in, at the turn of the century had seance rooms that they, that they would have built in yep. their houses. And it, a lot of it was charlatanism too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mary Todd Lincoln, she was uh, heavily yeah. into spiritualism and. Um, you know, she also went crazy and so did the Sarah Winchester, but, um, yeah, it was a really popular parlor game back then. And that's where the Ouija board came about in the 1890s. But anyway, it's, uh, I can go on and on, but, uh, yeah, who knows? I, I don't know. Yeah. It's exciting about it because it's, you lived it. It's not like something out of your head. So I'm, I'm very no. excited to see uh, how this progresses and, and see it, man. Hi, this is Paul Phelps. And this is Monica Strutt. And we're from the Daily Music Business Podcast. We're joined by a number of other really great hosts in creating daily content with great advice for independent musicians just like you. That's right. We put out episodes daily on all topics from music marketing to branding, advice on signing with a manager and label and anything else you need to up-level the business side of your music career. We've got it covered. Subscribe to the Daily Music Business Podcast today on your favorite podcast catcher. (laughs) 
Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hi, I'm Daniela Clark. I'm Barbara Ann Wild. And we are the Honest AF Show. Our podcast is real, honest conversation with our celebrity friends and pros. Covering our anything but average rock and roll lifestyles. All while tackling the hell that is aging and the battle of beauty. Oh yeah, nothing is off the table. The Honest AF Show is available wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks, man. Yeah. yeah and I'm, I'm glad you are. You did decide to hold true to the art and the story that you wanted to tell by doing the Indiegogo yeah. and recognizing uh, or, or seeing rather uh, what the crowdfunding can be. Because, I mean, crowdfunding has been like Kickstarter started back in what, like 2010 or something like that. It's been around for a while now. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. like that really got uh, Kickstarter and Indie, Indiegogo and, you know, uh, crowdfunding of this nature that was still going on in web two is actually inspired what, what is supposed to be coming here in web three in a lot of res- respects. I don't know if you're familiar with, with all this stuff, but like a little bit, perks, yeah. those perks, those tears, those things, uh, giving back ownership when you're paying for it, you know, that's, it's funny that people see it as, uh, sometimes can see it as a negative when in actuality, that's, that's the job of a producer producer. Yep. Uh, one of the jobs rather there's like, there's, Executive producers, producers, there's guys who are, uh, who are uh, um, uh, site producers, right? There's, there's a bunch of different kind of producers. And one of them is like the funding producer who goes out and gets people to buy into it. We're talking about big budget movies, everything. Their job is to get out and go yeah. get money to fund the movie. And how do they do it? They give shares in that movie. So it's literally the same yeah. thing. You're just doing it yourself. Not, you know, you're right. Exactly. So yep. it's like, and it's just funny. A lot of people are like, well, this has never been done. It's, it's been done the whole time. We're just taking the whole time. Of the it. industry. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It, it, it's hard. You know, it's just like doing uh, in any in indie band, you know, like doing DIY, like mm-hmm. doing it yourself without a label, without somebody just investing in your band and giving you this this loan that you never can pay off because you know so it, it's like we're doing it this way because we have total creative control and yeah. i think that's the best way you know it's this way we've we've been as a band too we've just managed to um steer our way through you know our, our whole career uh you know we, we've been very fortunate i mean you know we can all, all say the same thing very fortunate to do what we love to do for a living yeah. and 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 have the success that we've had um but uh yeah, um, like you say, I think doing it this way, um, I, it's just like it's, it's such a personal story to me. And, and regardless of what funds we raise, we're going to make something really cool out of it. So um, I really appreciate everyone who has contributed and who does contribute. And um, I'm again, de- you know, I'm spread the word. I'm contribute and, yeah. a little bit after we get off here, go to Indiegogo. Oh, right on, man. Contribute. And uh, uh, I'd love to wrap with you later about some ideas that just uh, I didn't even think about it until you were saying some of this stuff. Like, if you know, whatever tiers you get to. There's some ideas I think that I think that you should look into. I'm not looking for to be a part of it or anything like that, but I definitely want to, if you haven't already for thought sure. about it, give give you a couple ideas there. Awesome, yeah, man. Killer man, all ears. So, yeah. so Sam, uh, before you came on, Jinx, Sam was telling me he's got a he's got a bit of a trivia game if you're willing to play based on some horror Absolutely. franchises. Um, I got to forewarn you though. He brought this one up with me and the other co-hosts who couldn't be here tonight. Cause it's a little late for him, and. Uh, mm-hmm. This this list that he came up was fucking terrible, and we had to like guess <laughs> okay. what, what they what, like. I, I I just I disagreed with it on so many levels, 
He promises me this time it's based on the franchises grossing and all this stuff, so it'll be a little better. But I just want to want to want to state this to you, Jinx, and get your reaction. This move, this thing was a top ten of horror movies. Friday the Thirteenth wasn't on there. Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't on there, and Halloween wasn't on there. And it's some sort of top ten in horror movies. If it's top ten in horror movies, and those three movies aren't, aren't those three are no, then it doesn't. It it's facts. It's it was it's, it's a stupid one. Blockbuster, yeah, because it was like Jaws. I it know. was Exorcist. Oh, it's all the ones well, that are yeah, aliens. Okay. It's like the ones that are critically. Right. But then I just so brought obviously. up a point. But then I just brought up right. a point that if you're going to consider Jaws and things like that, why aren't Jurassic Park made more money than that? And e. Jurassic e. Park is yeah. E.T. E. Like that. Like yeah. those are horror movies too. If you're going to consider those yeah. horror movies. I get the. I Gremlins get that there's. And, yeah. I think Gremlins, Gremlins was, on. was on there. Gremlins was on. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. You already won. <laughs> but you like, I'm just, yep. saying, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. If those three movies, if those three movies are not in a top ten of horror movies, I don't care where you put them in there. But it's anything to do with horror, horror movies, and at least two of those three aren't in them, aren't in that list. Then it doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so I have a got? list of twenty. 20 here. We're only going to do the top 10. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to do 20. Uh, But I'll let you know if it's on, if it's on the list, but not an answer. And the way we do this uh, jinx is you'll go first. And if you guess one on here, you, you know, you get a point and then Johnny will go. He gets a point. If you guys miss it, you get a strike three strikes. The game's over (laughs) and whoever has the most, and then we'll go through and I'll just kind of just tell you the top 10. So what okay. this is, is the top grossing horror franchises. So it's not just one movie. It's all of it. And I have one that I, I'm already going to tell you I don't agree with, but we'll wait till the end. Oh, and it's um, good. Then it's really good. If you don't agree with it, it's really going to piss me off. No, it's it's just, it's it's an IP that's owned by Universal, I'll just say. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's a very broad, like, I'm like, that's not all really the same series, if that makes sense. So, yeah. Uh, so I just gave you guys a hint. So yeah, you did. So top, yeah. top franchise horror franchises, top grossing. So Jinx, throw one out there. Uh, wait, 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 saw. wait, wait, wait. Oh. Go, go. You can go ahead and throw in saw, but I just want to ask one question. One more question about this. You say yeah. top grossing, talking top grossing all the time. We're going to DVDs, streaming, everything like that. Are we talking about first week box office? So let's see. I have total worldwide box office. I have also, see, I don't know what what's uh, highest grossing. I, it also tells the highest grossing film of each of these and the average of the film. So we're going to do. So it's, it's box grossing. office. So it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, which means yeah. not first week. It means the entire time it was in the movie theaters worldwide. Okay. I got you, but yes. we're not, but it's not considering any of the, uh, of the sales afterward. I got you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good question. Yeah. So go ahead. Okay. Well, I, I, I put out Saw. Saw is number five. Wow. All right. It made it. All right. All, All right. right. That's number five. <laughs> Damn. I should be able to do a lot better on this one then. Um, I'm gonna I, I'm gonna go with one of with one of my three, and I'm gonna go with. I'm going to go with Halloween. Halloween just fell out. It's number 11. I'm sorry. No point. Oh. Are you fucking kidding me? There is a strike for Johnny. 
They had made so many of them, though. By sheer volume, they should be Dude, in there. right? So I, I, I one of those. I think it's bullshit. <laughs> I don't love the Halloween, man. I, I gotta admit, that's the that's Halloween. One that I never the fact on. that you just called it the Halloween disqualifies you. Get out of here. <laughs> the Gremlins. Um. <laughs> the inhabitants. Disqualified. Inhabitant. I felt like like David Bowie and fucking Zoolander. All right, uh, one strike going. for you. One strike for you. Damn. Back to you, Jinx. What do you got? Uh, Conjuring. The Conjuring number one. Wow. Wow. So also, I was kind of thinking, looking at this, I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense because things cost more now. Like you, t you talk about the grossing and stuff. But if you also there are some older ones because more people went to the theaters. So the money right. actually levels. Nah, out. I, don't, I don't I don't buy that. Okay. I don't buy that. Okay. More people went to the theaters. Not for like the not not from like movies, maybe now, like in the last five to ten years. But like anything before that would still well, the people ticket still price going. people. OK, people went, but the ticket price changed. So yeah, they, they the Conjuring, right. I don't think had as many as, you know, gremlins we'll say went to right, right, right. yeah you know what i mean so maybe. yeah is gremlins one? Oh, oh did i, I skip ahead no, yeah, you no did, you i'll give that a pass ahead. gremlins i used it as an example because it is not one yeah yeah okay yeah all right uh, the gremlins by the way the, the gremlins. gremlins i'm going with the uh, friday the 13th's got to be on there friday <laughs> friday the 13th is not on <laughs> Dude, this is, seriously, this is bogus, man. They made so many of them by sheer volume. <laughs> it's number 21. I don't know. It's not on this list. No way. Oh, my God. This is I love, terrible. I mean, I love just torturing Johnny. This is no, terrible. I, I mean, uh, all right, I'll, I'll match you, Johnny. I'll say uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, which I know is not going to be on there either. Night, huh? night, it is, but it's your first strike because it's number 19. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Bullshit. All right. I can't believe it. But you got to... No, you, uh, you I, don't know, I know what you're, I know what you're saying. Just, I know, we understand I know. the math. <laughs> we understand math. Talking about the fact that it's being anything to do with horror movies and those three aren't in the Well, top the list. fact that Saw has made more money than Nightmare on Elm Street is silly. It's fucking silly as yeah. shit. That doesn't make any sense. These movies were, were you know, whatever. All right. So, yeah. pff, all right. So, I've got two fucking strikes <laughs> for another goddamn terrible list brought here to by my co-host, Sam. All right. Um, uh. Let me think on this one for a second. Because wait, wait, wait. Okay. Yeah. We're going I, I franchises. Think, I, I should already Jaws. Jaws has to be on there because it was on the other fucking one as the number one grossing. Yep. Mm -hmm. Well, that's strike three. That's Jaws is number twelve. <laughs> <laughs> on the last list you brought me, Jaws was Jaws was one and Jaws two was two. How is it not the top grossing franchise? Johnny, you're telling me you that that complain that's... about that one, and then now you complain that fuck yeah, that I am because I just played a math game you... on that one. I just played the math on that one and still got a fucking strike. That's bullshit. Well, your math is bad. How is uh, that okay? How are the two top most grossing? Films all right, we'll say. Well, we're gonna in give you each point. Gonna, two of I'm them. I'm gonna take away two strikes because we want to keep this going sense. just a little longer. All right, let's just keep right. going. Okay, so Johnny, you have one because you named one that was on the list. That's a pass, not a point. Dude, whatever. Jeez. Back at you. I don't need uh, your. I don't need your pity. I, I don't need your pity. <laughs> it's fucking um, bullshit. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I'm. I'm thinking more modern terms now. I was gonna say something, but I'm like, what? What about the ring? Uh, the ring is number fifteen. So. <sighs> okay. Strike. Yep. I well, mean, let's I'm just see how many you guys can get. So yeah, let's I'm just already do that. out. You already. Jinx okay. already won. Right. Jinx won. So we got okay. So out of the let's see, go the ring. You got The Conjuring, you got Saw, 
You got uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. I thought we were only going for a top 10 here. What the fuck? You yeah, you're opening it up to 20? Whatever. So Jinx won. All yeah, right, I'm going to read these. I'm just going to read these lists. This is going to hell. Jesus, My man. buddy Chris Ringler, by the way, shout out to him. He's like, you know what? Your game was fine, but there was a lot of like reading in between and things like that. If you could just get to the point. So it's for him. <laughs> <laughs> no way. The banter is what I love. I love the banter. All right. I'm just going to start from the bottom. I'm not going to read totals until we get to the top. But All right, yeah, yeah. number 20 is Insidious. Number 19, ah. uh, A Nightmare on Elm Street. 18. The Exorcist, 17, I Am Legend, uh, 16, surprisingly, Excuse a, quiet, me? a Quiet Place. Yes. I even looked up what what that, if it's just two movies, but they also account Omega Man, which only pulled in like $40,000, so it wasn't even a big deal. Uh, just keep going. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, a Quiet Place. 16, The Ring, Final Destination, Predator, uh, Jaws, Halloween was 11, Paranormal Activity was number 10. Right. This is the one I had issue with. It just says Dracula. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. But it's like their top highest grossing one was Van Helsing. And I'm like, that's not. That's not even a horror movie. That doesn't count, man. That's not even a horror movie. That was with fucking, that was with Wolverine. Like what the fuck are we yeah. talking about here? We're getting like Marvel. Yeah, Hugh Jackman like, in there. I know. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I thought it was a fine movie. You could also call it Frankenstein because Frankenstein was in the fucking movie. That wasn't yeah, even like. One. Come on. What about scary movie? Oh, Dude, I'm done that. with your list. I'm just done with your list. <laughs> like I'm just so fucking done with them. This is yeah. so ridiculous. Uh, no, that was eight, seven. Scream, six. Hannibal. Of course, uh, I should have known that uh, one. Five yeah. is Saw. Four, it. Three Resident Evil, two Aliens, and number one Conjuring Universe. Resident Evil is on there. I am yeah, sorry. I money. love those movies, but uh, dude, no. there is no way that the box office. No, dude. Some of those ones went straight to DVD. That's fucked up. Like that's not. That's. Mm-hmm. I, I'm calling bullshit on. Where did you find this? Is that <laughs> Wikipedia? Is that fucking Wikipedia? Yeah, yeah because you because you didn't like the the. The one that actually had credible. So you said to go something else. So I found something that had names that you wanted. <laughs> no, had nothing to do with whether it, whether it had the names I liked or not. I'm just I'm dealing with with ridiculous semantics is what so, I'm upset about. I, I will tell you to be continued for another one. I went on AI chat, whatever. That's GBT. Yeah. Yeah. And I asked it to create a game for you based on things that Johnny Christ would want asked of him okay so for the listeners another one and i just some of them are hilarious and then other ones i want to see what your answers are compared uh, to what chat that's actually a really fun game i'm i'm excited yeah for that game. that's uh, gonna be better it. than the bullshit it. you just gave me two weeks well ago. i gotta yep. redeem myself somewhere i, I apologize <laughs> for putting you through this jinx <laughs> before good, it was just brandon and johnny hey, no it's entertaining man i love it <laughs> Well, Jinx kind of agrees with me. Even though he kicked my ass in the game, he still kind of agrees with no, me. No, totally, dude. Absolute bullshit. Yeah, I would have said so many things other than what I said so that where I won. You know what I should do is go to, like, you know, the Slasher Awards or whatever those and have them, you know, yeah. Yeah, dude. one of the bigger ones. Come the on. true fans. True fans. I don't want to hear any exactly. of this box office bullshit. It doesn't even no. make sense. I still don't. I'm, I still don't understand how in one list that you gave me, the two top, the very two top most grossing films 
or Jaws 1 and Jaws 2, yet it didn't make the top 10. Not I'm not saying even the top 5, the top 10 on this list for franchises. Yep. But Resident Evil did? That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Well, let me see it real quick. Mathematically, right, Jinx? Like that doesn't how well, do you have no, the number dude, 1 no, and not 2? At all. Yeah, you have the number yeah. one and two, and it's not in the top ten franchises. Yeah, see that that doesn't make any sense. The numbers don't add up. No, Jaws had four uh, films, totaled uh, eight hundred nineteen million dollars, and then what was the other one you guys were talking Resident about? Evil. Resident how Evil. Many, how many? Resident how many, Evil. How many Resident Evil have? Uh, wow, one billion two hundred seventy nine million six hundred blah blah blah, and they had ten films. So they hit the first few and then they just kept milking that shit. Right. Right. I guess. But then like those what gamers, about... man, those gamers, uh, they love that that's shit. it. That's what it is. That's I what it guess. is. Yep. I guess. Different man, generation. But... That's yeah, why. But, you then, don't yep. but like I said, they, yep. they, we were talking box touch, office, man. but we were talking box office. I, I know for a fact, a lot of those movies didn't even go to the box office. Do those first Resident Evil's. I didn't ones, love them, but they destroyed in the theater. Oh, absolutely. I liked all of them. Right. Don't get me wrong. All the ones I watched, I don't think I've watched all top all 10. I don't think I even knew there was 10. I didn't even know there was 10. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I like those movies. I love the game. I, I absolutely am a Resident Evil fan. I'm not I'm not dissing on the on the art. I'm dissing on your fucking list. It does it just doesn't compute to me. <laughs> all right. What was your favorite franchise out of those mentioned? I, I, you all, have to pick one. Oh. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare on the Street. I go Predator. It's mm, good. Yeah, uh, it, dude. Uh, did no Amityville Horror didn't even make it on there, did it? No, it didn't. No. Yeah, damn. See, I would have said Amityville. Um, but Amityville Horror, I think, was on that other list. Is <laughs> no, it wasn't. Yeah, was it? No, it wasn't. Right. Yeah, I don't think it was. No. I don't think it. Yeah, I would have made it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Ryan Reynolds uh, God, one was, was pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. I, I would say like the original Amityville came out in 79, even though mm -hmm. it's, I mean, you know, very dramatic and very 70s. And uh, but it, it was like the closest to my story that I, you know, it was like, OK, it's kind of it's very close. And when I talk about like horror movies that come close to telling my story, like say with, with The Conjuring, uh, like and again, and nothing against the people who made that movie. And, and I know people that were, you know, that worked on it, but um it's just, it lost me, you know, it's just kind of like, it's telling the story about this real haunting that happened to this family. And they're like, it's like, oh yeah, you're hearing, uh, sap, you know, weird noises and then the weird smell and the cold spots. And then all of a sudden shit's flying around in the room and CGI and all this crazy shit. And it's like, ah, and it, it's like, and jump scares. And it's like, no, no, he lost me. And then mm -hmm. it's like, and then these, uh, you know, these specialists come in and explain like, oh, it was a witch who lived here in the 1600s. And it, this whole backstory and it's like fuck man you just totally lost me there it's not yeah. scary you know amityville came kind of close anyway yeah sorry to answer your question i mean i have to say nightmare man Night nightmare did give me nightmares when i was a kid before this thing oh, happened yeah. to me so so did gremlins gremlins uh definitely gave me thank nightmares. you i talked about that yeah. and john and brandon gave me shit that i when i was gremlins, a kid uh, that, dude but we're the same scary. age. John's a little younger, so he was like okay. probably saw it later, and it wasn't as like I did see a little bit later. Like and I saw, I saw, I saw. It was okay, so full disclosure, I used to watch all of the movies because I had two older brothers, and they would, you know, for birthdays back in the eighties, is what you did. You had your friends over from school. Yeah. You had a sleepover on the weekends. Yep. You watched horror movies. We had a two-story condo or a two-story townhouse, whatever you want to call it. I was supposed to be asleep. 
I would sneak over to the top of the staircase and watch from, from the top. So I, I saw Nightmare on Elm Street. I saw Friday the 13th. I saw Halloween. Uh, all from those, all the, I saw Chucky. I saw, you know, I saw pretty, pretty much all. Of, oh yeah. Child's Play. Yeah. yeah. Child's Play should have been in there. Um, I saw all these movies be, I mean, before first grade, probably, you know, it was, it was like yep. grade school, kindergarten, first grade era. And uh, those movies scared me. Gremlins, I, I mean, I probably saw the first time I saw Gremlins might have been like the TV version, you know, back in the 80s. It, once it went to TV, mm-hmm. they cut it out and put commercials in it, blah, 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 blah. But still, like, just mm-hmm. the concept was always kind of campy to me. It was always kind of like, that, mm-hmm. well, that's fun. I mean, I don't, it's not that I don't yeah. like the movies. I love the Gremlins movies. They're fucking awesome. But like, to be scared of them, and I, I, everyone's got their thing. I get it. But like, well, they were a little campy to me, is all I'm saying. It's Sam, good. uh, yeah, do you, it was campy. Yeah, but when you're when you're okay, so I saw it in the theater, and actually, uh, Sam, do you remember a movie called Critters? Oh yeah, it came out in 1985, I think. So my my dad thought it was a good idea to take me to go see that movie in the theaters when I was four years old, and yeah. I, I went I went to my preschool the next day, just like, you know, and my teacher was like, "Oh, what what did you you know do yesterday, or are you okay?" And it's like, "Well, my my dad took me to see this movie, and these little monsters are eating people, and." You know, from, it's like that doesn't sound like something a kid should be seen, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> I, but I, I basically just told, walked him through the whole movie and like, yeah, and then the, the little monster ate. But it, yeah, I, so I had nightmares about them and 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 gremlins, and and sometimes they would have like parties in my nightmares. And, okay. And it was it, it, you know, it was just kind of like a yeah, those were my nightmares until I was uh, because you know it's like the, I think what got me with gremlins was the very ending and the dad is saying like. Uh, you know, so if you're if your microwave conks out or whatever, this this goes out. You know, you, you want to look under all your beds. You want to look in all your closets because you ne- you never can tell. You just might have a gremlin in your house. God, the eighties were just the like, best. oh, dude. Okay, yeah, that got me. You know, dude. Well, I, I will. Think I kids will today under- will get that though. No, because it looks. Yeah. my son looks at stuff from when we grew up and was like, oh, this looks stupid. This is well, cheesy. yeah, like, dude, yeah, but the back then it was progressive. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Well, of course, puppets that's are fucking scary though, man. Come on. Yeah, and that's always going to be the case, but I just want to point out just the way we were raised, the way everything was. I actually like it's nostalgic and everything, but it, and it, and also completely hilarious to think that far back because they don't know any better. But like the '80s were just so awesome. The way that like parents would like purposely scare you, like on top of it, like <laughs> I'm gonna fuck with them. Yeah, and it's like, like now we like wouldn't even like you're a new father, you know, got three Dude, at home. Yeah, Do you imagine no, I'm like, like just, trying to protect him. Like, yeah. <laughs> No. That's Hell not no, how man. our parents. That's not how the last I, I, generation did shit. It's just yeah. so fucking. I wouldn't funny. even put Monsters Inc. on for him. You know, <laughs> like, dude, I'm like sheltering him. I, maybe I'm going to be scarring him for life by not showing him these things. But I yeah. mean, look how I turned out. You know, like, yeah, who knows? Yeah, I got to do something different. Break the cycle. Yeah, whatever that cycle is. But no, it's yeah. it's just funny yeah. to think about when those when those movies were coming out. Like I, like I said, like that. It's also like you're only that was a form of entertainment. You went to the movie store. You went to you went you went to the movies, and then yeah. And then when a movie came out on DV on sorry I said DVD on on tape cassette on, on VHS you VHS went, yeah. VHS or beta depending on wh- wh- who who's who was uh, yeah. on top of the household. Um, and you know you went and grabbed the from not a blockbuster because blockbuster wasn't even around yet. Uh, I know for mm. me in the eighties in Southern California there was a place called the Warehouse that had CDs. And yeah. tape cassettes. Mm-hmm. They didn't have CDs right away. They didn't have CDs for a while. They had tape cassettes yeah. and VHS and beta. And then that's where you would yeah. rent them. Um, and then mm-hmm. 
you go back and put it in the Magnavox on the old tube TV and you'd sit yep. around and order some pizza on the weekends. And that was entertainment. You know, that was, that was, that was, that was it. it. The good old days. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now these kids these days, man, they're yeah. streaming and their video games and their, <laughs> their TikTok. This is old man is, talking. This yeah. is, <laughs> nah, man, they don't boomer. Know this like. has been boomer talk. With, uh, <laughs> boomer uh, talk. Yeah, boomer talk. Johnny. I get boomer rock. I get with, called, uh, I get called boomer more, more times. I'm like, some of the times I'm getting called boomer. I'm like, Dude, I'm 38. I'm not even that old. Like, just a lot is oh, yeah, exponential you're a young growth. Snapper man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exponential growth has happened during my lifetime. You guys don't understand yet. Nope. <laughs> you, you don't get me wrong. There's there's years of, of our lives that Johnny that we've missed. I think too. We we kind of missed a lot of things for at least at least my my experience about 10 years. I'm like, what happened in those 10 years? I mean, not to mention you know we lost like two years of our lives with pandemic too you know it's oh, like yeah, yeah. holy shit what has happened you know well yeah i mean we have just being out on the road you can't like i mean yeah especially it's, especially it's hard the, to keep up man especially the early 2000s like the or just the 2000s from 2000 to 2010 let's be real i mean like cell yeah. phones were around but like obviously and they were by by 2010 yeah. they were everywhere but like that wasn't till then there was an entire decade where people were still figuring that out and then once yeah. from 2010 to now, it's like, wait, you, <laughs> I still remember when I bought my house in 2008 for the first like four years, I had to have a, have a actual landline to, because mm -hmm. there wasn't cell service here and I needed to get a taxi. Remember when you needed to get a taxi to go places? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, you had to have a tax, that taxi phone number on your fridge, <laughs> the magnet. Right? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it wasn't that long ago. Everyone looks at me like I'm no. crazy. I'm like, dude, that was only like 10 years Wait, ago. You didn't have Uber? <laughs> <laughs> like, no, it wasn't a thing. Yep. It's like it was 10 years ago and you're 15. I, I mean, I guess that's more than half your life, but you know, still, like, come yeah. on, man. It wasn't, yep. wasn't that long ago. It's not making me feel this fucking old. Boomer talk. Everyone enjoy Boomer it. Boomer talk. talk. Yep. All right. Well, Jinx, uh, I know you got to get to uh, your family vacay, so I, I appreciate the time, man. Uh, everyone, yeah, go man. to Indiegogo and help out uh, Jinx and uh, and his team uh, create this movie for you guys. Uh, sounds really awesome. I, I can't wait to all the stuff that you're holding back right now. I hope we could get out there to everybody because uh, I know you don't. And awesome, you know, of course, you don't want to give it away for movie purposes, of course. But yeah, just uh, really interesting to me. So really looking forward to that, man. Awesome. Thanks so much, Johnny. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course, man. We're, Our we'll pleasure. Thank you for the support, man. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Love you guys. All right, later. Have a good one, man. Cheers. All right, you too. Take care, guys. Later. That was nice. That was very nice. I still hate your games. Yeah. Like, what the fuck you is You just want to hear that? us talking about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's just hanging on to it. Hey, yeah, yeah. What are they going to say about me? <laughs> All right. I'm going to peace out, though, guys. All right. Later, later bud. Jesus. All right. Later, guys. See you, man. <laughs> oh, man. No, that was really cool. That was really cool. Anyway. Well, I got a wife here who has an interview I got to cut out, too. Uh, hey, good talk, man. Good talk. Good, good uh, talk, indeed. Time. Well, we'll <laughs> bring back adult time. <laughs> Stop me <laughs> trying to make adult time happen. I'm not going to let Fetch happen. Uh, yeah, thanks, everybody. We gotta, we'll got we get back to uh, the Jurassic Punk uh, another time and the Henson thing it. because I, I did find it very intriguing. So everyone to go check that out. And everyone go to Indiegogo, uh, Inhabitant. Uh, and, and help out Jinx uh, create this artistic vision um, for him and that would be great. I, I know I'm going to go check it out and, and donate something there and, uh, and help him out in any way I can. Um, I guess that's been it. Uh, so 
Again, thanks for checking us out. Make sure you're subscribed and all that fun stuff. Turn on your notifications. Never know what we're going to do, what we're going to drop, and when we're going to do it, because I don't know. That guy doesn't know. Nobody really knows when we're going to do shit. So if you if you like what you're hearing, make sure you're, 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 you're tuned in there. And uh, I guess that's it. Well, hey friends, my name is Zach Lupiton. You may know me from the band Dust Bowl Revival, but I also host a music discovery podcast called The Show on the Road. For the last five seasons, I've been able to dive deep and have intimate chats with folks like the Lumineers, Andy DeFranco, Wolfpack, Keb Moe, Lake Street Dive, Bela Fleck, and more. So guess what? After 150 conversations with some of my favorite songwriters from around the world, we are bringing brand new episodes to the Osiris Network. New interviews and intimate acoustic performances will be coming at you this summer. And which episodes are coming next, you ask? I am Zach Goody, the lead singer for the band Smash Mouth. Our band is called Milky Chance. We are based in Berlin. My name is David Shaw. I sing and write songs with my band, The Revivalists. Trust me, these conversations go some wild places. So subscribe to the show on the road on Osiris, and we'll see you soon. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2Z. 020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.